On October 1st, 1965, a band from Los Angeles, California called The Birds released a song titled Turn, Turn, Turn. Within three weeks, on October 23rd, the song had entered the Billboard Hot 100 chart at number, 40, at number 80. Excuse me. Less than two months later, on December 4th, 1965, the song reached number one and stayed there for three weeks. All in all, Turn, Turn, Turn stayed on the Billboard Hot 100 for 14 weeks out of 52, becoming an iconic descriptive song of the 1960s. Well, though it's been many years since Turn, Turn, Turn held the top spot in popularity, it has continued to hold a number one spot in another category of Billboard's Hot 100. The song holds the distinction as being the number one hit with the oldest lyrics. The song was first written in the early 1950s as To Everything There Is a Season by a man named Pete Seeger. However, his lyrics were taken almost verbatim from the book of Ecclesiastes, as written in the authorized 1611 King James Version of the Bible. Though the sequence of the words was slightly rearranged to the song, Ecclesiastes is traditionally ascribed to King Solomon of the Old Testament, written in 3rd century B.C. I'd like to read the authorized 1611 King James Version of Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. Did I hear an amen, Hank? <laughs> Get your fill, folks. Jeremy doesn't open the King James very often. Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 through 8. You can open yourself or read it on the, on the screen. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. To everything there is a season... And a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Everyone and everything goes through different seasons. There are seasons of passion and excitement and seasons of pain and difficulty and peace and tranquility and hard work and struggle. Today we've witnessed a few of our church family up here experiencing seasons of celebration through baptism and child dedication and earlier this week salvation. These are important seasons to recognize. Our church has been around for a few years, correct? And, and though I've only been here for a couple of them, I have heard many accounts that we've been through a few seasons. We, we've been through seasons of, of great excitement, but we've been through seasons of difficulty. We've been through seasons of relative tranquility and peace, but then we've been through seasons of hard work, nose to the grind. 
Today marks a season of change for our church. We're starting a new series focused on the various seasons of life and God's interaction with all those different seasons. And we're starting a second service, debuting tonight at 5 p.m., trying to make more room for more people to come to know Jesus and to learn about him. And we're beginning the implementation process of our new vision, Vision 2020. As a reminder, Vision 2020 is to be an authentic, vibrant church serving and reaching our city. This is what we want to strive for and what we hopefully want to become as a church by the year 2020. And this morning, I'd like to give you a brief explanation of this new vision and how it will impact our ministries. Let's look at the words authentic and vibrant first. Authenticity is is not something that the evangelical world has always excelled at in the past few years. Sometimes there's been an underlying, not direct, but underlying message that church folk should look perfect, act perfect, or be perfect, especially on Sunday mornings. This is obviously impossible. As a church, we need to be okay with imperfect people. Amen? People that don't always look the part, dress the part, or act the part. This, of course, doesn't mean that we allow any sort of behavior to take place, but it does mean that we will extend grace wherever possible. When we walk into this building, if we're not doing well and someone asks, how's it going? We will not say fine. We will not say good. We will have an authentic answer. If we're not doing well, we'll be okay with saying, Things aren't going great. I'm having a difficult time. And this body will extend encouragement and grace and prayer authentically. What about vibrancy? Well, if we are doing well, if we're doing really great and we're feeling connected with Christ, and we're not going to be ashamed to express it. Whether it's in worship or an outreach event or a service opportunity, if God is pouring out his blessing in some way on this body as individuals or corporately, we're going to encourage passion and excitement and we're going to tell people about it. Unashamed. In this next season, we're going to encourage our ministries, programs and services to embrace authenticity and vibrancy. Now, serving and reaching our city. In recent years, we have excelled at serving our church. When anyone in this congregation is in need, people come out of the woodwork in this church to get things done. And we don't want that to stop. This is an amazing component of Whitehorse Baptist Church, and we want it to continue. However, we realize that the city of Whitehorse needs us as well. There are people in this city who are first unchurched and secondly dechurched. We want to bring them into this family of believers. The first unchurched people who have no background in church or Christianity whatsoever, no starting point. And second, the dechurched, people who have perhaps once attended this church or another church, but they've been wounded or hurt in some way or maybe gone through a season of rebellion. And we're going to do our best to bring them back. 
Perhaps some of the dechurched are your friends and family members. As followers of Jesus, we want to be burdened for all of these people and have a desire to serve them and meet their needs so that we can have access to reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to serve them so that we can have an opportunity to tell them. An invitation to Jesus, or at least an invitation to this church, should be something that's on our lips constantly. Once again, we have a new series coming up, and we've tried our best to have invitation cards to make it easier for you. And if, if there's another way that, that would be easier, let us know, and we'll do it. We want to try everything we can to assist you in inviting people to this place, and eventually inviting them to meet Jesus Christ. As we learn through the Celebration of Hope, for those of you that did the training, the single most widely spread gospel opportunity is the personal invitation. Your friends, your family members, your co-workers, your neighbors. That's the call. It needs to be on our lips. Lord willing, this is the next season of Whitehorse Baptist Church. A season seeing people give their lives to Jesus Christ for the first time, or seeing people return to him after a personal season of heartache or rebellion. 